and welcome to episode 98 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Found, and with me is Casey Brady. This week, we're going to take a look at The Giver, starring Jeff Bridges, Meryl Streep, and Brendan Thwaites. Yeah. What his name is? This huge upcoming star. Our top five will be Meryl Streep films, and for the film club segment... Bob recommended to me The Sting, starring Robert Redford and Paul Newman. Yes, I did. Yeah. How's your Thanksgiving week? Uh, it was decent. Uh, ate ate some food. Uh, slept in a little bit later. <laughs> what more can mm. you ask for? Mm. But a million dollars. Well, let's not get greedy. And I hope everyone out there had a great holiday as well. But let's get into the giver. Let's give you our take on The Giver. <laughs> Casey was really looking forward to this movie. Look, why, Tell us know. why. <laughs> Keep on saying <laughs> uh, Supposedly, I thought it was a very popular uh, novel. Didn't you read it? In the United States. I did not read it. Well, you it said, was oh, it was such a great novel, and this is why I'm taking it in the, it, in the box office. Well, trip. I knew, well, because I thought it was extremely popular. Uh, I did read parts of it. I, I knew the premise. Uh, I read parts of it. Uh, but I, it was for a different English class than mine. I wrote, read Snake's Limbo at the time. Never even heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hadn't heard of The Giver either. So, okay. Well, but so I thought, okay, I knew this is going to be a good book. I knew it's going to be a good film because, hey, look at the big-time actors that are good big-time actors. Brendan Thwaites, man. Whew. Exactly. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And so I thought, man, this could be a good young adult film. Could be the next Hunger Games. But a good yep. and the next Hunger Games. But the Hunger Games is pretty good. No, it's not. <laughs> well, I had never heard of this movie until you took it in the box office draft and blew my mind. Yeah. And ever since, I've been looking forward to it just to see if you were some kind of genius or some kind of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... I know which one you're going to say. I thought you were an intelligent idiot. No. Uh, I thought the movie was okay. Okay? Yeah. Didn't, just, just okay. Just okay. At best. Hmm. Um, I just I want to hear what you thought of it. You want to hear it? Yeah. Is it because you have nothing to say? I have uh, some stuff to say. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I, I actually enjoyed this film. I can understand why some people might not like it. I, well, I can't really understand why... But I am going to expect some people not to like it. Um, out of these young adult films, it's, I think, one of the best. Uh, I do think it's better than The Hunger Games. Definitely better than Divergent. Um, I haven't seen Maze Runner. I do want to see that. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it eventually. Yeah. Uh, but out of these, I thought there was a little bit more character to it. There was something to it. There was... Uh, uh, a mass to it. it had some weight. Um, you do think that? I I thought the the black and white was actually really nice, and the transition from black to white, the color was actually really good. There's several films that do this. Um, some of them do it right. Some of it, they don't do it right. I think this film had that transition pretty well um, mapped out. The actual characters themselves, um. There's definitely some flaws. I didn't like them that much. But is that just because I didn't like them? Or because... They uh, weren't very well, well made. written. They weren't realized. 
Yeah, um, I don't know which one it was. Probably the latter. Maybe they weren't that well created. Um, Jeff Bridges' character, definitely, the parts I read in the book, um, he didn't seem like he had that uh, essence of that character fully down. Um, which is surprising because he's the... Apparently he's been like trying to make this movie for like 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, a long time. But it's okay. I mean, it's a, a different adaptation. It's not fully uh, by the book, and that's okay. It doesn't need to be. By the book. I see what you did there. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I definitely think it's better than Divergent. Um, not better than Hunger Games, not by the slightest, but... Didn't, didn't, uh, did you like the world that was being built? I did. I wish... I was really lost <coughs> early on. I mean, it didn't take too long to catch on to what was going on, but all these movies, they have these high concept, like really contrived like I felt this one convoluted out of all of them this had the most real type of uh, scenario in a way maybe not real type of scenario or realistic yeah once, but it felt the real it felt most real it felt that this world could exist uh, the way that they did it uh, seemed very genuine somewhat plausible I definitely I have to admit the beginning the creation of the world, the introduction of it to us. Very uh, poorly done. I thought it was very poorly done. But about 25, 30 minutes in, that's when the movie really picked up. There was a lot to it. Uh, I started enjoying the characters, seeing what happened. I wanted to know what happened. Um, the idea, not so much it did, it wasn't preachy like, well, really. And I think that's the best part. A lot of these films are very preachy about, oh, humanity, where we're going, why we're going this way, how we can stop it. They're kind of like, well, there's some pros and there's some cons to what we're doing, which is uh, basically minimizing emotions. And kind of it, it doesn't preach about it. It just tells you, hey, there's some good things, there's some bad things. You You figure it out. You tell us what you think. That's basically what the movie I felt did. It wasn't preachy at all, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I like that. But, yeah, like you said, it, like I was saying, in the very beginning, I was lost. thought it was really convoluted, but then, like you said, 20 minutes in, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to understand they see everything in black and white because they don't remember the past, and they... Some of it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yes. At least not in the movie, maybe in the <clears throat> yeah, book. Yeah, I was actually well. going to say... I can see why this is a big book because I thought there was a lot of interesting ideas there that maybe the movie didn't really represent all that well or didn't get everything across the way the book did. Or I can see how reading about it would really make your imagination go go mm -hmm. crazy. But I thought they got the general ideas out there after a while. And my favorite part was just the visual, the black and white to like a sepia tone and to like full-blown color. As he his mind expands, so does the color on the screen. I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. And how when he left, no spoilers, but he kind of goes away later on, and it goes back to black and white when it's just the characters that are not yeah. more uh, uh, knowledgeable. Yes. And I really like Jeff Bridges' character. You did like his I character? I did. I thought his was the most interesting. Obviously, that's the point, because he's the one that knows everything. But he, I thought his character had some depth, especially the stuff with his daughter, mm -hmm. and how I love the daughter. She part. was the receiver, and she just couldn't handle it, and she killed herself. And well. I thought there was a lot of good stuff there. 
What about you? Um, yeah, I definitely think the daughter. Uh, there was emo- there was an emotional weight to it. Um, Apparently, played by Taylor Swift. Even though I didn't realize that until two minutes ago. Yeah. Um, but what about the exchange of knowledge? So basically, what this uh, what's happened is that uh, no one has any memories uh, before. I guess the world had been isolated, or this community had been isolated, except one person. That person's the giver, and that giver. Uh, transmits their memories, which is for the last several hundred years, I, I'm guessing, uh, transmits those memories through contact to the receiver. Um, and, of course, the giver was uh, Jeff, Jeff Bridges, Bridges, the receiver, Brandon, Brendan Thwaites. Thwaites, yeah. <laughs> um, but so all they had to do was contact each other and the receiver would get the, the different images. Mm-hmm. They'd um, go on like an acid trip. <laughs> yeah. How did you like that? I thought that, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, when I love, one of my favorite parts is, I mean, when he sees certain things, he has no idea what they are. Like the elephant. He didn't, they thought that was called a hippopotamus or something. Yeah. Um, I really love the ignorance. They really get that across. They did, and it's so genuine. That was, I, I thought, really nice. It was genuine. It felt, okay, man, I got stupid, but uh, that's because there's a reason why he doesn't understand that. <laughs> yeah. Know? Or war, how he f- accidentally sees war too soon before he's ready. No, I didn't like that part. I didn't, I don't that think. That was a little contrast. I don't think it got it uh, across that well. The, the telling of his daughter not receiving it, thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, the actual new receiver, Brendan, I don't think that part, it didn't seem as impactful. Um, which I, they could have did that better. But I still understand what they were going for, and I liked what they were going for. So Yeah. Now, what did you think about how they kind of, before he becomes the receiver, he's a little bit different. I, you know how like he, he stares at the girl longer. He starts to feel things before... I did like not he's like, the chosen one. I I don't like that kind of yeah, I wish, chosen one thing, you know. Yeah, I kind of wish they were all been the same. Yeah. Because um, it was kind of weird. Like the one kid was a jokester. Uh, I felt like everyone should have been pretty much exactly yeah, the same. Exactly. Uh, and he somehow gets picked. It just luck of the draw, and he gets to exactly. Yeah. I I do wish that would have been changed, but I understand what they were going for because each person did have their own identity. <laughs> Excuse me. Each person had their own identity, yet were similar in many, many ways. Yeah. So, what did you think of like the relationships between his friends and how that developed as uh, he became more knowledgeable? Um, the well, one the the friendships in the beginning. Once again, it felt genuine. I thought really. Uh, I don't know. I did. I thought stilted on purpose, of course, but still didn't seem right for a movie like this. It it seemed like I I I thought it was a better friendship than, um, what Katniss and uh, Gale. Uh, well, yeah, that is terribly developed. Yeah. <laughs> but but so I thought this one was I I do understand why there was kind of this icky feeling to it. But I think that's what this world is. There's this ickiness to it. There's something that's congealed on the surface. Um, and maybe that wasn't intentional, but I was okay with it. That's how I saw. That's how I took it. Was that 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 uh, kind of fuzziness to it went with the relationship. As for the development itself, I thought the development was pretty good. I thought uh, each character and how how they were building when he 
was finding out information and they were staying the same. Um, I thought that was pretty good. Now the friend, the one, uh, uh, his best friend. He starts uh, piloting he, drones. He starts piloting drones. Uh, pretty cool how they kind of get picked for certain jobs. Um, he somehow changes without getting any new information. Yeah. I didn't like that. that was, yeah, I didn't like that either. That was the only glitch in the friendship system, I guess, that they <laughs> produced. Yeah. Well, what about the, the love interest, I thought... I don't think they emphasized it too much. It was just enough. Yeah. It wasn't rushed. I just... If she was really... Uh, maybe just because, I mean, they kiss and she doesn't tell anyone. Or she, you know, she skips her class for a little bit of time. That was surprising. But I guess it makes sense because it's something completely new to her and she doesn't know what to do. I thought all this stuff made sense for the most part, how they reacted to things. Except, like we said, the friend later on. That was a little iffy. Um, now, what, how do you feel about the government system itself? Uh, do you feel like they were tyrants? Do you feel like it was too... Uh, it was not right for the way that the society was built? How about the leadership of Meryl Street? Uh, I, I, I didn't like Meryl Streep in this. You didn't? No, I thought it was. She was just taking a paycheck. It seemed like wow. it seemed like she was just going through the motions. Okay. Um, in in all of these young adult uh, novels, like the Kate Winslet of Divergent, or the well, it's always that the leader is kind of villainous in a way, but deep down they're doing it because they think it's going to better right. the society. And I, I think feel, it could have been better played. Possibly. Uh, I feel like out of all of them, she did the best. Really? Yeah, I mean, if you look at any of the other ones, no, it doesn't seem genuine. I, hers doesn't... Her, her acting wasn't that good in this film. Um, but I still think the writing for her character was better than hmm. the writing for other characters in other of these young adult films. I don't know. Something about it just seemed off to me. Like, I like the one scene though when, because she like telegraphs her appearance like a hologram into the, the thing. And previously, the people are standing in front of her and looking at her. And I thought maybe she can actually see them, but then later on, <clears throat> Jeff Bridges is like walking behind her and through her and kind of like made me think. Wait, can she see or is she just like mm -hmm. just a picture of that? Yeah. I thought that was interesting, but I don't know. It just seemed very uh, one note. I definitely don't generic. think she did a good job, but I, I do think the writing was pretty good. Hmm. Uh, she had the material to work with. I don't think she performed. So okay, I thought that the family life was way underdeveloped. I thought Katie Holmes and Alexander Skarsgård were wasted as the parents. I would have loved to seen more of how this kid is dealing with this, learning all about this family situation and I just think there was way more there that they could have chewed on well I, I mean I don't know someone told me there's uh, multiple books apparently there's like five or six I didn't know I didn't know that I at didn't all know either. Um, and the way the film ends it doesn't seem like there will be a sequel yeah. I didn't think so I thought this there was a standalone which actually I liked and then I was actually disappointed to hear that there are more I think this could be I think this might be a standalone because it didn't way, make any money. Well, the way it ends just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I didn't like the more. ending, by the way. No, the very I hated ending, it. I was like, well, that's stupid. It really stupid. Yeah. yeah, I fully agree. <laughs> but it was just a couple seconds. Of true, time. true. 
but trying did, to make it, it like kinda, ambiguous and it did kind of leave like a bad taste yeah because I don't think it was ambiguous at all it was like it's there <laughs> right. it really exists or is it an echo <laughs> you know yeah but what about the stuff with the baby brother I did like it when he, that was pretty interesting uh, it was crazy when he finds out what's really going on oh my that was gosh. a great scene I thought it was you felt it that reminded me of something from uh, Cloud Atlas, something similar, when the uh, Asian woman finds out. Oh, yeah. It was kind of similar to that in mm -hmm. a realization way. And I think that's, I mean, maybe the scene didn't look the best, or maybe the writing, or mm -hmm. whatever, but there was weight to it. And I think that's why I'm, I enjoyed this film, is that there was feeling and weight to this film compared to Hunger Games. It's just a cardboard film to me. Um, Divergent was a crappy cardboard film. Um this had something behind it. There was people behind it. Yeah, so. and they were really going for something, you know. Maybe they were limited by... They didn't make this a two-and-a-half-hour movie like Divergent, you know. Which I'm glad. Yeah, I am glad. But at the same time, you I, I, this was the one that maybe deserved it because I felt like there were some things that I would have liked to see more of. But I do like that it's under two hours and they're they're going for something visually. They're going for something... From a story standpoint, maybe they don't hit all the notes, but they are really trying something. And it didn't feel as much of a, oh, we need a franchise. We need a franchise. To me, as like Divergent exactly. and, and I imagine the Maze Runner and, and mm -hmm. those kinds. Of, like Percy Jackson, all of them. This yeah. felt like, I think the Hunger Games felt authentic and, and they're going for something. Whether you love the movies or not. I didn't feel like they were going for anything but money. Really? Uh, yeah. That's what it sounds like the third one is, but... I don't know. Yeah, I just I thought they actually tried to make a movie. They weren't trying to make a franchise. They were going for a movie, and it was it was okay. So, what would you give it then? I give it a six and a half. Six and a half. I was pleasantly surprised. I think I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Um, an extremely light eight. There's definitely a lot of flaws, but I enjoyed it. So I enjoyed it as well, and I think if you like. Divergent and that kind of crap, you should definitely like this. Absolutely. So Meryl Streep talks shit on her. <laughs> let's uh, let's praise her up a little bit because she is one of the best actresses, if uh, not of all time, at least of our generation. Yeah. At least of our seeing them as they're still making movies. Yeah. And, and as I was looking at the list, there are so many I still need to see. Yeah. Like, I'm I really agree. surprised that I thought I had seen a lot of hers. It doesn't seem like I have, so yeah, because she's so recognizable. So she's even even in bad movies. She's except for the giver. She's usually gives a good performance, even if it's a terrible movie. Absolutely, and she's just won what nominated for like dozens of Oscars, and mm -hmm. and yeah, I I want to see more of her movies because she makes good ones. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll start it off. Um, my number five is the Iron Lady. You like you saw that movie first I, of all? Yeah, you did. Have you? I haven't seen it. It yeah. just seemed like the most boring biopic. It is very uh, content driven. It's shot kind of weird. Uh, it's not your. I don't feel like it was your typical uh, Gandhi or anything like that. Um, I one she is amazing in this. Really? She because I, I was kind of doing uh, some research into. The Prime Ministers, and uh, so of course I, I wanted to watch this because she was the Prime Minister. Um, Didn't she win the Oscar? I don't know. If she she won was the definitely Oscar. nominated. 
Uh, and she should. She definitely should have been. She was awesome in this. I actually enjoyed the film because I, I kind of I, I like history. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. It was I can fully understand it being boring, right? Uh, by most people's standards, but I liked it. So okay. Um, my number five is Kramer vs. Kramer, a movie I watched about a month ago. Mm-hmm. It is on Netflix. Oh, okay. It is uh, Dustin Hoffman and her. She plays the. She's not in it that much, but she plays an important role. She's the mother of a child. She, she in the middle of the night, she's not happy. She leaves the son with Dustin Hoffman and skedaddles. Dustin Hoffman's left to raise a child on his own until she comes back. Like uh, I think it's a year later. Now all of a sudden she wants custody, and it's this battle between them. And uh, great performances all around. Great story. It really was much better than I anticipated. I had heard of the movie. It seemed like something that was just going for the Oscar because it won Best Picture that year. I'm pretty sure, and and I it felt heartfelt. It was pretty good. Okay, that's good. Um, my number four is Defending Your Life. Never heard uh, of it. You haven't. I no. just watched it um, just a couple of weeks ago to prepare. It's a really smart comedy. It's very funny. It's an Albert Brooks, Albert Brooks mm. uh, movie. I would definitely check it out. It's a really, really? good comedy. It, <laughs> it really is. Uh, I was really, What's it about? really surprised. It's basically when you... Uh, Albert Brooks, he's actually he's the star. When he dies, uh, or when anyone dies, they go to kind of, like I guess, purgatory, and you basically are put on trial uh, for your life to see... You know, whether you go up to heaven or you go down to hell, basically. Um, <laughs> Interesting premise, yeah. for but sure. It's, it's definitely, it's a very funny film, but it's it's smart. There's there's something behind it. There There's a, a meaning to it. Basically about, you know, what, what you do in your life really is going to affect you. Whether you believe in an afterlife or not, it's going to affect you down the road somehow. Yeah, okay. Um, that actually does sound interesting. Is it on Netflix? I have no idea. Okay. Well, you should come with that information. No, I don't know. Would be cool to watch it. My number four is Doubt. Doubt? Okay. I like it. It was a good film. Yes. Um, she plays a nun in a church who accuses Philip Seymour Hoffman's character of raping a child. And I believe Amy Adams plays the other nun who gets caught in the middle of whose side is she going to take and really powerful movie I thought it was just really dark but really got to the core of these characters and I, I really liked it yeah it was I it was a really good character film yes uh, my number three is Adaptation okay, okay. <laughs> um, I don't remember how much she was how much she was in it she's but. like the pothead grower later on in the movie oh is she yeah that's kind of a Different like the hippie it. character, I pre- I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, um, it had uh, what's his name, Nicholas Cage. He's <laughs> twins. He plays uh, two characters that are pretty much identical, <laughs> yet he plays them so uniquely, yet so similarly. It's yeah, it, it, he does. He does an incredible job. I have to say, um, this was the movie that really blew my perception of him up because I had only seen all these terrible movies he was in. And then I see adaptation, and I'm like, "Oh my God, this guy can be a great actor." Mm-hmm. And then I saw I saw out more of his acclaimed movies, and yeah, he he really is all or nothing. <laughs> yeah, 
That's very true. <laughs> but. Okay, my number three is The Deer Hunter. The Deer Hunter. I have not seen I've it. I've never seen it, huh? I would like to see it, but... It's about this guy who hunts deer. No, <laughs> it's... Because uh, uh, did Robert De Niro... I think they did a remake of it, right? No, it's no. that movie. Robert De Niro, um, I feel like Christopher Robert... Walken. Yeah, but this was back in, what, 1970-something? I feel like there's a new version of like in the 2000s. If there is, I hadn't heard of it, but it's not impossible. But this version, it's like split into halves a little bit. One half is them returning from the war. It's this big celebration. There's a wedding, I'm pretty sure. It's been a little bit since I've seen it. But then there's another side that's like super dark about the like PTSD and the Christopher Walken's character. Just crazy where he's playing Russian roulette for real. It's like one of the craziest scenes of all time. Uh, really, really solid, but deadly serious movie, I think. Yeah, really well done. Okay. Um, I watched another film to prepare, uh, The Bridges of Madison County. Clint Eastwood uh, directed? Yeah, uh, back in the 90s, so... Maybe I don't think it's his first one, but it's pretty close. I feel. I think it's an early one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a really emotional love story type of film. I'm shocked. Well, I shouldn't be shocked because I think Clint Eastwood is a great director. Uh, he picks really good stories uh, and does a really good job flushing them out, um, making a visualization of the story itself, and he does a really good job with this. You had to like slow movies. This was, a, uh, I think, a pretty slow film. Um, I'm not a big fan of romantic, romantic type of films, but yeah. this one was really good. I was, I was shocked. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I have heard decent things about it. I, uh, I think Clint Eastwood has made great movies. I don't know if he still does. His some of his recent ones have been really. Uh, what was his? Well, he's recent? getting old, so. What was his most recent? I had Jersey Boys I didn't see, but like Hereafter, um, Flags of Our Fathers, there's just some, and he still makes a, a Grand Torino I love, the like Letters from Iwo Jima, but obviously he's getting old and I feel like he's losing his touch, but I still will always look forward to seeing his movies because mm -hmm. he's made some seriously great ones in the past. My number two is Adaptation. As you had talked about, uh, yeah, that was the movie that put Nicolas Cage on my map and director Spike Jones on my map as well. As he's quickly become one of my favorite directors, I think it's it's a top twenty movie of all time for me. So if you haven't seen it, I highly suggest you check it out. Okay, uh, my number one is Doubt. Uh, I love this film. I truly... It is I know, an extremely <laughs> dark film. The characters are so well created, so well acted. I think uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is amazing. Amazing. Meryl uh, Streep, she's incredible as well. I mean, even Amy Adams does a really good job. Vi um, Viola Davis in like two scenes as the mother of the child that's being... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, potentially right. molested. The whole scenario, perfect timing of when it was made, just the 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 tone of the film is outstanding. The mood, the tone, yeah, visually it feels and looks exactly how the tone is. Yeah, it's yeah. 
It's I, really good. I really love this film. And how I many really times do. do you go back and forth on who's in the right, who's in the wrong, you know? It's, yeah. It's acting classes and a great character. Maybe not an amazing story if you're into plot or something like that, but if you're into character, you got to see it. Absolutely. My number one is Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, Predictable. Yeah. Um, it's my number one on any list ever, so... No, great animated movie, probably my favorite of all time. I didn't even know she was a voice in it, but once I found out she was, she oh. really rose in my estimation. And uh, seriously, if you have kids, blind buy this movie and watch it every day. Hmm. Christmas is coming, great gift. Yeah. Any honorable mentions? I didn't put any honorable. Mentions. You didn't. Either did I. Oh, who am I kidding? I have a few here. Manhattan. Woody Allen's Manhattan, mm -hmm. black and white movie. She plays uh, a character in it. <laughs> uh, the River Wild. The River Wild. This is with Kevin Bacon. Um, she's on a raft with her family, and Kevin Bacon and two uh, John C. Riley actually, I think, is one of the bad guys as well. Mm -hmm. They kind of meet them out on their little wild hiking adventure, and it becomes okay. like a cat and mouse game. Oh. Oh wait, is Kevin Bacon a bad guy? Yeah. Okay, I've saw that. Yeah. That's it's a fun movie. It's not great, but I I enjoyed it. AI I had as an I actually like AI. I well, think no, it's well, a decent movie. AI was okay. Yeah. I actually liked uh, Bicentennial Man. Oh, way better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AI pretty good. Uh, and Death Becomes Her. Death Becomes. A crazy farce comedy with Bruce Willis and. Uh, uh, Meryl Streep plays like this woman who comes back from the dead and Bruce Willis is she can't be killed and it's just crazy I think we talked about it before I think so not on the podcast but the yeah. other day Sam brought it up yeah yep she did and I only knew what she was talking about because I had prepared for this list wow okay yeah so Meryl Streep she's pretty good <laughs> she's a uh, muscle menos <laughs> muscle menos is right if you agree or disagree with any of our movies, or if we left something out for this top five, uh, tweet at us at the Redbox Report. Let us know what your top five is, or whatever problems you have with us, we'll hear you out. Film Club segment time. Film Club, you recommended to me The, the Sting. Sting. Yeah. Uh, a winner of, what, I think seven Academy Awards, including big. Best Picture and Best Director. Was it 79? It was 70s, I knew that. Yeah, I don't remember the date. I'm pretty good with the dates, but I don't remember this one. Um, it stars Robert Redford and Paul Newman. The Sting, it is basically what it is. The Sting. Uh, you have two kind of drifters, I think, as they're called. I don't think they're called drifters. Rafters? Rifters? Yeah, rifters. Sounds so, better. Something like con that. Conmen. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're con men. Uh, uh, during kind of the Prohibition type of era... Um, I think the 20s or so. Mm -hmm. um, and so you have Robert Redford as Hooker. <laughs> I, I just remember his name was Hooker. I don't yeah. remember his first name. Um, and he was a hooker. <laughs> yeah. He was a con man up in, I don't know, New York or Chicago or somewhere. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> he was really good, but he wasn't. He was kind of a small town guy. He knew uh, Robert Earl Jones' character, Luther. Uh, Luther dies by some bad scenarios and uh, by Donegan. Who played Donegan? 
I can't remember. Sorry. Okay. Well, Donegan is a big crime lord, and he basically kills off Luther. So Hooker goes down and meets up with Paul Newman's character, Shaw, um, to create the big sting to get back at Donegan. Um, and that big sting is to pretend to create a racing, uh, a horse racing betting arena, bring Donegan in, spend a whole bunch of money to have a, a sure bet, quote-unquote, uh, and then that bet not be so sure and lose $500,000. Uh, Robert Shaw played Doyle Lonigan. Robert Shaw. Okay, that's why I was wondering, because then Paul Newman's character is Shaw as well. Uh, Shaw Donagoff or something. Don- Henry Gondorf. Yeah, but his nickname was Shaw. Okay. Um, if you watched the film, you would know. <laughs> I watched it six months ago or six so. Six months, okay. Um, <clears throat> and I loved it. You love it. Particularly loved the way it opens. The way it and opens. Oh, in the yes. midst of a con. Yes, in the uh, well, you don't know at the time. Yeah. You have Luther. He's uh, pretending to be stabbed on the floor. Uh, Don, one of Donegan's um, money carriers comes down. Uh, basically, is forced to help him, saying, "Hey, sure, I'll take your money to uh, the person you owe it to." But then he runs off with it. But Robert Bedford had already switched the money, taken all of it, and there you go. That that's what started Donegan uh, exacting his revenge on Luther and hopefully Hooker as well. Yeah, I don't know. I like how you never know what's what, a con, what's a con, and what's not. And I feel like it's a a fun puzzle guessing game the whole time through, almost. Um, I don't know. There weren't that many cons. I, I was a little surprised. There weren't that many cons. But some stuffs, some stuffs. I mean, the <laughs> very, the very last one was kind of predictable. You thought so? Yeah, probably at the time it wouldn't have been. Uh, but I've seen enough mm. con type films. Guess I haven't. That the ending is always a con. So yeah, it caught me off guard. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. I don't know. The beginning definitely was. I was like, I didn't see that coming. But who would in the very beginning? No, if you've seen some con movies, you always noticed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The beginning should be a con. So. Uh, but besides those two, there weren't. Uh, there, were, there was a train. The train scene was one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Donegan is a very uh, Lonigan, I think. Lonigan, not so. Donegan. I think so. Lon- okay, Lonigan. I don't know. Some kind of Irish name. He was a uh, a, a big gambler. And one way to get uh, Adam was for Shaw to verse him in a poker match. He did, and Shaw won, um, and took a lot of his money. And basically, wasn't there a billiards game? Billiards. Now I'm thinking. <laughs> That's the hustler. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> think there's any billiards. Go on. Sorry. But um, yeah, this film, I really enjoyed it. It's an extremely solid film. Um, I don't think the acting was that great, to be honest. Really? Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just mediocre. They did an okay job. I don't think... Um, I mean, if you watched uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid... I like this way which, better. Which had the same actors, the same director. Um, same... The, the acting was way better in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I don't think This so. film, it was very solid, but I mean... Not, I'm not gonna lie and just say, "Oh my God, the acting was awesome." It wasn't. It was. It was good. It wasn't great. Um, as for the the look of the film, I really enjoyed the look. Yeah, uh, it felt authentic. It felt kind of that gritty. I love that uh, '70s style. 
You know, and it seems like almost any movies you watch from the seventies are going to have this grittiness to them. You know, mm-hmm. I guess all shot on film, and they look almost the way foreign movies look now. You mm. know, at least in my opinion, uh, like they have a more natural tone to them. Well, I think actually for that for the seventies, some of the the seventies films that are taking place in the night or the nineteen tens, twenties, and thirties. Um, I actually don't like the way they look sometimes. Uh, the costumes are out. Give me an example now. I, I would have to think. Um, but I think some a lot of times the costumes are outrageous. Um, I, do, I like the, the, the sets. Oh, I do. The that's setting, what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I really enjoyed uh, this Production film, design was pretty good. Oh, it absolutely was. It, it felt authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like this could be, uh, you know, an actual scenario um, of what was happening, how it would look. Uh, for the actual story, like I said, I do wish there was more cons. Uh, there definitely should have been more cons. But I did kind of like the flow of it. It had uh, didn't have intermissions, but it segmented it. Yeah, um, they did that sometimes. In like the setup, the, the actual sting, uh, the players, the blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a nice, I mean... That was an interesting touch. Yeah. Um, whether they, I mean, they could have not done it and would have just been as fine. Um but I like I like uh, like it a lot. I like the chemistry between Robert Redford and Paul Newman. They do have a really. I wish good... there was more movies with them together. They're so good together. They do have a good chemistry. <clears throat> I I still think Butch Cassidy, Sundance Kid, they have way better chemistry. They really show it. Because um, that one came after, right? No, this came before. That came before, I believe. Oh. All right. You can check it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I, I won't say anything negative about their chemistry or acting in that movie, but I just thought it thought it was better here. Okay, you did. Yeah. I I don't know. I can't believe you believe that, but well, believe well, it. <laughs> uh, I mean, this film though. I don't. I mean, do you have any questions? I'm trying to think of the love interest. The love interest. Uh, who's the love interest? I mean, Paul. Paul Newman was—I don't think he was attracted to the the, the manager of the whorehouse. Paul house. Newman. What? His love interest with Paul Newman. Paul Newman's love interest with Paul Newman. No, uh, Robert Redford's love interest with Paul Newman. Okay. Uh, what about Billy. Billy. I don't know. You, what? Did you watch this film? <laughs> yeah, like, I did. I feel like you just recommended it. Uh, recommended it. Um, we're getting off track. Do you think it deserved the um, Oscar? Well, I mean, what what else was? Let me look. Presented in those years, seven Academy Awards. This film is definitely uh, an Oscar-worthy film. It definitely has that. I don't want to say mediocre feel because it's definitely not mediocre, but it has that. Uh, that feel of okay, it's a very solid film. Oscars care about solid uh, solidarity. They don't care about uh, going out on the fringes, uh, trying new things. Um, like I said, the acting was was good. It wasn't great. The directing was good. It just wasn't great. Um, I don't remember the music, so I can't talk about the score. Uh, but the look, actually, I, I did really enjoy the look. I think that was above par. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 1974. 
Well, I guess they came out in 73, but the 1974 uh, Oscars. Okay. It won over. Da da. Da da. Come on, uh, drive with me here. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, what is it loading? Yeah, it's loading. Okay. I'm trying to create time and space. Okay. Uh, and do you have any questions at all? Questions? I mean, I, any topics? Anything? I mean, um, the big con itself at the very end. Um, you said it was predictable, but I thought it was really well handled. Yeah, I mean, I I did like the setup for it. How they were building. Uh, how the the actually, I guess we should go back. They wanted to assemble a cast. Uh, they needed to find, you know, financiers to help them with the money, to help them find locations. Um, the building of that small team, I think there was like five. That, they, I don't know how they, I mean, there was a couple, like five shot montages real quick. Uh, montage of, oh, hey, okay, you're now part of the team. Oh, okay, hey, you're part of the team. I didn't like that. There was no, I love montages. There was no build up of, hey, why should you be in the team, you know, like, I don't know. What, I don't know who this person is. Why is he in the team? So um, Fast and Furious did it better. Is what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. Um, so that that could have been improved. But then, once that team was built, each person had their specified role, and then each one did it really well. One guy was finding the locations and hiring the people uh, who who were going to play uh, the different uh, gambling operators, whether it was the craps person or the dealer or whatever you had the other guy who was um i don't know uh oh finding out the different ticks and uh uh, tells of lonigan or donigan uh sonigan whichever one but there so i did like how each member of the team had a specified role and they did it really well it was shown really well. The I mean, each person got enough time to see what was happening. It was very fluid, uh, seamless. It wasn't like okay, this person's doing this. Now let's shoot over to the next guy doing this. A lot of films do this. It was no. First, you're going to get the building, and then you're going to get the hire the people. Then you're going to find out his ticks. Then you're going to bring him in and do like it was very sequential, but it was seamless. It it, it flowed very well. Uh, and then when you got to the final big sting um, it seemed real it seemed like the one guy was really nervous um, some of the guys acting trying to talk it seemed like they were acting and trying to talk it wasn't like me or you or it was like me or you going down <laughs> right, and pretending right. to be someone yeah. else so we're not good actors so the actors did a good job of not acting well yeah um, so the whole the whole sting went pretty well I really liked Lonigan or Donigan whatever his name is <laughs> He seemed kind of like this villain. Uh, he was de- he was a mob boss, but he wasn't the most powerful person in the whole world. A lot of a lot of times, these uh, mob characters, everyone fears them in the entire world. In re- reality, a lot of people wouldn't know who they are. Um, it's just that's how the world works. Is some people are even not even considered to be hermits. They just they wouldn't know who some famous person is. Yeah. Um, and so it seemed real in this where a lot of people did not fear Lonigan uh, or Donigan. So that, that I, I like that part of it. But then him himself, uh, he did have this kind of villainous feeling to him. He seemed powerful even though he was quiet. 
Um, it seemed like he he could command. Yeah, his definitely, power. definitely thought so. In 1974, it was up against American Graffiti and The Exorcist. Are the two movies that I have heard of? A Touch of Class and Cries and Whispers are the other two for Best Picture. Hmm. Uh, I say it deserved it. I haven't seen. I've only seen The Exorcist out of the other ones, but uh, yeah, definitely deserved it. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if it deserved it. It's like I said, it's a above par film, but it's not anything great. It's just so, it's well, super What were you solid. expecting going in? Because I know when I I kept hearing about oh my god, just just reverence of the Sting. It's so good. I kept hearing such great things about it, and I didn't even know what it was about before I watched it. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no expectation. And it kind of I was just expecting it to be like a serious crime movie or something like that, and it caught me by surprise in a good way. I thought it was a lot more fun than I was expecting it to be. Um. I didn't have that much like fun with it. I didn't see it as that because um, there wasn't there was some humor. I don't think there was a lot. Nothing that made me actually laugh out loud. Just fun, like, uh, following these cons and how they're setting it up and the I moves wish, they're making and stuff like that. Yeah, it was, I mean, but that's I think it, it, there's a very fine line. There weren't many cons. Um, there weren't even that many steps to set up the con. Uh, I didn't think. Some films, there's a lot of a lot of setup, a lot of complexity, uh, and it gets too clustered with that. It gets too clustered with technical details. Um, I think this film, this thing, could have had a little bit more detail to it. Um, I mean, I'm glad it didn't have too much because that that's too much is worse than having too little. I think, um, but I still wish there would have been a little bit more. A little bit more setup, a little bit more complexity to it. Um, right. It was a little too simple, but I wonder if it's like a rewatchable movie where, if I watch it again, I can try to see. Oh, is this where? Like, if I can try to see what they're doing as they're doing it, as opposed to. But I, I think it was so straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there was anything to go. Oh, why? How is this? Uh, except for the very final con of the con right, where right. where Shaw sets it up as the you know officer busting in uh, really isn't the officer mm -hmm. and so he did it just so um, Hooker you know didn't know every all the details um, I guess that yeah maybe you can guess where what, what is he telling the truth here or not but besides that aspect everything else was pretty straightforward um, and which is nice that you at least, I mean, you're. I feel like you you were thinking that you were just seeing con after con after con, um, whereas I was thinking that I'm seeing the backstage to the con. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah, which is nice. Be, nice because a lot of films. What was the one with the magicians? Prestige. No, it was a, no, it was the crappy one. But with the con, it was. Uh, well, I guess those did have cons, there, but the four people. Catch me, if, not catch me if you can. That's a great movie. Um, I don't know. The one with the four magicians, whatever it is. Um, that was just con after con after con. Uh, and you didn't really get oh, to see the behind. Brothers Bloom? No. Oh. Uh, you didn't get to see the behind aspect to it. It had your, fa your favorite person. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? No, the weasel guy from... Weasel guy? Yeah. <laughs> from Adventureland. 
Oh, Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Weasel, I shouldn't say Weasel. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's rude. He's Lex yeah. Luthor, for yeah. Christ's sake. No, he's, is he? Yeah. He's going to play... I... That... Just... Oh, my God. I can't... He just gave the worst news. Yeah, uh, but the one with Mark Ruffalo, him, and uh, Morgan Freeman. Exactly. Whatever that one is. Yeah. Terrible uh, movie. Yeah. But... That one you were just seeing the 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 facade of the illusions or whatever. Or this I you saw the backstage yeah. of the con, which was really neat to see that to see the setup, all the, the all the detail that goes behind it, um, how you organize it, what you do, how you hire people, uh, how you yeah, find locations. That's what and, I liked. That, I thought that was pretty neat. It was like you know I love training montages and getting a gang together type things. It really did a lot of that kind of stuff, but. Mm-hmm. Stretched it out, so that was good. Yeah. What would you give it? I'm going to give it a eight. That's not bad. No, it's not. It's not bad. It's a very solid film. There's no. There's no real flaws. Uh, besides, like little things, like I said, uh, maybe a little bit more detail, a little bit more setup. Um, but besides that, I mean, maybe act a little bit better. I don't know. But, <laughs> but it wasn't needed. It was yeah. not needed. That's the thing. So that's not even a problem with it. That's why it's just, it's a very solid film. Mm-hmm. That's why I, th- I like that it's an Oscar winner, because it seems, when you hear Best Picture winner, you hear, like, this dark, like, serious movie, you know? And this was not that. No, it wasn't. This really. isn't your prototypical uh, Best Picture winner. You don't think so? I think At least def- of current days. Nowadays. I, I don't think this movie would win. Ah, I don't know. Depending on what it goes up against. True, yeah. true. I mean, but, like, nothing was going to topple 12 Years a Slave last year. No, okay, that was dark and uh, that was pretty a kind of gruesome type mm-hmm. film. Um, I don't think that's typical, do you? You think that's the typical type of film? It's either a super, and I'm not saying I love 12 Years a Slave, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, but it's it's either a super serious like taking itself pretentious self serious you know this is important yelling at you this is important or a just a g galley feel good slumdog millionaire oh my god movie you know oh, okay. this is like in the middle to me but okay. anyway i liked it and speaking of paul paul thomas newman uh, cool Hand Luke is my movie for next week. Yeah, what is mine for the following week? Your last film club review of 2014 will be, speaking of 12 Years a Slave, the director, his second directorial effort, Steve McQueen, starring Michael Fassbender, Shame. Shame, okay. About a guy who has a sex addiction. Okay. His name is... <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> most of the films you recommend to me are like, there is a lot of sex in almost I did. One. I was I'm writing them like, down I mean, did you notice that like as I was writing them down I did kind of like while I'm watching it and I mean they're, they're, a lot of them they're going at it hard <laughs> and people walk by my like my door um, it, it's kind of like uh, <laughs> at least recently what are they thinking yeah. Recently it has been Because you yeah. had Blue is the warmest color uh, Post and Everest Lux With the bathhouse Yeah uh, Dog tooth <laughs> A yeah. little bit It's not that bad But yeah I did Notice that And yeah. I don't know Maybe it's just something I'm into I get <laughs> I don't know I don't know But it's 
It's a good movie. I liked it a lot. Do something with this piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you agree, disagree, or, or think we missed something to either our film club review or our main review, you can shoot us an email at theredboxreport at yahoo.com. So what else did you watch this I, week? I only watched one other film, and that was Serial Mom. I was there. I, uh, you, yeah, you were. I was trying to watch football. My wife comes in and says, well, I'm watching a movie. And we kind of all agreed to watch Serial Mom. I was on my phone with checking the scores of the football game a lot while I was watching it. And then I kept falling asleep towards the end. But I had seen the movie a long time ago. Yeah, and I remember I actually liked it. Um, as a, as yeah, I was a child. but I thought it was just me it, being a little kid and not it, realizing exactly it's bad like, or, oh my, that mom's killing kids. Yeah, you know? uh, <laughs> right. But rewatching it, uh, John Walters, uh, Waters, Waters, uh, Waters, Waters, <laughs> Waters, he uh, he directed it, and he actually he does a really good job with it. He doesn't take itself like he he makes sure the film doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Uh, there's some I I don't want to say extremely funny moments, but there's some funny moments. Um, and it's like unintentionally unintentional comedy, you know? Yeah. Like with Ricky Lake. Stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it, it seems like he's so good at making it seem like you're laughing at it but he's definitely intending that oh absolutely especially when she says that oh if i lose 10 pounds <laughs> yeah brad will take me out you know like, yeah yeah that was some good stuff yeah when it first started i'm like oh my god i can't believe i used to like this this is terrible but then very quickly i'm like oh i get it yeah mm -hmm. he actually means for it to be that way and it, i thought it was pretty good absolutely uh i'd give it a like a seven and a half yeah that's pretty reasonable I watched a few movies myself. I watched an uh, animated movie, Ernest and Celestine. I haven't seen it. It was nominated for Best Animated Feature last year at the Oscars. and It's about this mouse named Celestine who is working for... It's kind of... It's French, but it's dubbed into English with Paul Giamatti, Forrest Whitaker, lend their voices... It's a little odd. It's like she works for a dentist, a mouse dentist, where they have to go find teeth. And uh, and then there's a, this bear, Ernest, who is a like a musician who's trying to make money playing instruments. What are they called when you're playing on the street and you leave the case out, like your guitar case out there? A busker, right? I believe it's a busker. I don't know. It's a busker. And, a beggar? Uh, <laughs> <just> maybe. <laughs> a bum? But, no, I'm just kidding. That's... They kind of meet and form this uh, unpredictable, but predictable, because it is an animated movie and that happens a lot, relationship. They become partners in crime and also just good friends. And it actually is really good. The art style is a 2D hand-drawn, really mm. interesting. I wish... I love animated movies that use that. Um, it reminded me a little bit of An American Tale. Just a uh, great relationship, great character development. Interesting story. Not amazing, but the art style alone, I, I would recommend it if you mm. like animated movies. It's yeah. not your typical CGI fest, you know. Hand drawn. Yeah. Mm. And it was a really good movie. Cute. Mackenzie liked it. She wanted to watch it again as soon as it was over. So, 8 out of 10 for me. Also, watched the original Superman, which I had never seen before. Oh, okay. Did you like it? Not really. Well, you're not a DC guy, so... 
Yeah, but that's I the only reason. That's oh. it. Okay, never mind. Uh, I liked Man of Steel better. That might be blasphemy. <laughs> I mean, this one was okay. This one also started out with like twenty or thirty minutes on Krypton in the very beginning before it gets Superman to Earth. Except whereas that was like my favorite part of Man of Steel, that was definitely my least favorite part in this movie. Hmm. I w- maybe if I had seen it closer to its release date, or at least when I was younger, I would like this movie better. But it hasn't aged that well, I don't think. The effects, pretty lame. I hate Superman, first of all. I'll just be upfront and honest. He's probably my least favorite superhero. Um, this movie just wasn't interesting to me, especially like the first hour. It's not until he moves to New York and becomes the Clark Kent slash Superman that we know and some people love that it got interesting. So, And also, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor I did not like at all. And I usually like Gene Hackman in anything because he's such a good actor, but I don't really like his portrayal of Lex Luthor. He makes Lex Luthor just seem like an idiot, like a bumbling, stumbling fool. Does he? Because I remember when you we were uh, I walked in and you saw you watching it. didn't look too familiar, but I know I've seen the older Superman uh, films. I don't know. It, I, don't, I don't remember him being that way it, I definitely remember him being maybe, almost like a mob boss type of guy um, it just that he's like not he's got these a couple lackeys and a a girl that's obsessed with him and it's definitely I feel like I don't know if anyone's done a good Lux Luthor uh, Kevin Spacey amazing actor did no, a he terrible job I heard Superman 2 is better but maybe Gene Hackman just can't swim but there's this one scene that stands out where it's Lex Luthor's like huge pool thing that he has, and and the way he's swimming, he just looks like a, like like a, a doofus. Guy. Yeah, like I don't know, it didn't make him seem powerful or like you know strong or cool or anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad I finally watched it, but not that great. Six and a half out of ten. Mm-hmm. I also. I got into a Joe Dante kick. He directed Gremlins and Gremlins 2, which I love, and I liked a couple of his other movies. And I I know a lot of people say he's one of their best, uh, favorite directors. So I just looked on Netflix to see if they had any of his movies on there, and there were a couple. So I watched them. Explorers. This is a 80s film with Ethan Hawke as a kid Mm -hmm. and Rivers Phoenix. And it's almost the Goonies-esque, one of these type of movies where, or E.T.-ish, where they're nerds, they're picked on at school. All of a sudden, they find this kid, Ethan Hawke, he has dreams of this symbol. And then his friend is a computer nerd, puts it in, and they realize that they have found a way to travel into space. Mm. And they go into space... And they meet these aliens, and it's just like a kid's adventure film. Better than I expected it to be. Uh, I give it a 7 out of 10. It's better than The Goonies, I think. Hmm. But obviously a lot of people love The Goonies. I wasn't one of them. But this was... And it's really weird to see Ethan Hawke as a little kid. Hmm. He looks exactly the same. Uh, If you could picture him. 
Just in a smaller body. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> but uh, it, it's worth checking out if you haven't seen it. It's a good family kids film from the 80s. And also The Burbs. Same director. Same director. Uh, Tom Hanks, Carrie Fisher, Bruce Stern, Corey Feldman. This is a movie where Tom Hanks, he's on his week of vacation, but something suspicious is happening in his neighbor's house. So him and a couple other neighbors decide to investigate, and all they just assume that this family is killing people and 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 eating them like they're cannibals, and a lot of you know stuff ensues. Is that comedy? It's a yeah, a comedy type movie, and it goes where you would expect it to go. And this one I didn't like as much. It had its moments. Tom Hanks, one of his earlier performances, and he's okay, but... I don't like him when he's young. I really don't. Like, I know people love him in Big and all. I, I like him a lot in Big. I don't I don't like his earlier performances. This Then you probably shouldn't. It's not worth checking out. I have 6 out of 10. Glad I watched it to mark it off, but not that great. Uh, I rewatched Home Alone, lastly. Ooh. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> Absolutely. In preparation for our top five Christmas movies coming up in a few weeks. Plus, it just was on, so I love it. I watched it. It doesn't hold up quite as much as I remember, but I still love it. It's a classic. Mm. So, uh... Nowhere near as funny as it probably was as a kid. It's just... It's not even that. I'll talk about it more... When we get to that list, maybe. We'll so see. probably makes your list. <laughs> we'll see. All right, fine. I just think it's crazy, the violence at, the, at that last half an hour when they're trying to break into the house. Yeah. It's crazy, the stuff that is happening. I don't. I remember just like, ha-ha, laughing at them. And, but how are these people still alive? Yeah, like, me? what the hell yeah, is going on? Yeah, because a pain came Locked coming at you, up. hitting you in the head should not a lot, A lot of stuff where... It's just distracted me from like having a good time with this movie. I'm like, God damn, like you're gonna kill these people. <laughs> and the fact that would these guys really keep coming after this kid after What they were they just, even trying to do? They're just trying to break into families that are going on like away for vacation, they're breaking into home and steal their stuff. But don't you think they would have been like, Oh crap, there's someone here. Hurt. Yeah. Let's go. But they get here to <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot of issues with it, but I still love it every step of the way. So keep the Did change, you, you dirty animal. You know that was actually that's not a real movie. I know, they and, made it just for that. That's that, pretty cool. Yeah, it was. I like that. So still a nine out of ten. <laughs> nine out of ten. <laughs> Nostalgia is a powerful drug. Uh, a couple news items. We watched the Star Wars trailer. We, we don't did. normally talk about trailers. This was this was a special case. This yes, because I I've never seen this much hype for a film. I know I've been hearing about it from everyone. <laughs> uh, I've been seeing it everywhere on the internet. We watched it together. Um, yeah, some people like it, some people don't. I don't know how you can't. But I think for the most part, it looks awesome. Uh, it seems like this is going to be a real film. It's going to be. Uh, it's not going to be glossy like the Star Trek films. It's not going to be um, cartoonish like the original or the the, the prequels. Mm -hmm. um, it's this is going to be a real, real film. Hard sci-fi, like 
Look, I love the original Star Wars so much as a kid. I loved them. But I've really fell out of love with the Star Wars universe after the prequels because I really... They just... They didn't do it for me and they're not... I don't think they're necessarily made for a grown adult. They're not. They're made for kids. And but I think most people don't realize that. I still think they should have made them for everybody. But for what they are, not for me... I wasn't into it. I didn't watch Clone Wars. I didn't. I just like divorced myself from Star Wars and just said, "Okay, I love the originals." So you didn't watch the Clone Wars? No. Did you watch? Um, what was the third one? No, Clone Rangers. Wars, the TV show that came out. Oh, after the TV the, show. Like okay. all, all all the stuff that came out after that, I was like not interested. But, and I wasn't even looking forward to the Force Awakens like that much until I saw this trailer. Man, I had, I got goosebumps like two or three times in that minute and a half. That was crazy. Trailers don't usually work like that for me, but man, the the way it looked, the, just seeing the Millennium Falcon when that came out, that was like awesome. Yeah, it. I I think this is going to be an incredible film. Yeah, I think now this my is expectations top, are way too high. This is going <laughs> to top the original trilogy. I I I have faith. That would be amazing. Now commercially, no, I mean nothing will ever top that, but. I think it's going to make so wise, much money. Oh yeah, the three hundred million opening weekend. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I'm easily going to see it the night it comes out. Easily, I have to. I have to. Yeah. Maybe not the night, but I will be seeing it very first soon showing. as I possibly can. I mean, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I've read yeah. a lot of the books, played a lot of the games. I read everything. a couple novels, <laughs> but oh man, I I'm excited. I'm so now I, was, I am. It's a year I, away though. That's the only bad part. Yeah, it's so far away. But <laughs> there's so much hype for a film that far away. Yeah, I'm hoping it doesn't lose steam by the time. I don't. It there's no way. I don't think so. I don't know. The only problem is uh, a lot of people are talking about that that lightsaber, that handle. Yeah. Uh, the oh, I don't know what you call it. Like a broadsword. The guard. The yeah. um, handguard. That's what it is. Um, I'm pretty sure that is actually someone in, in one of the novels actually had that anyway. Uh, it wasn't quite like that, but it was similar. So uh, it existed. Before. I thought it looked cool, but in practical, it, it doesn't no, make you're gonna sense. Hate your, you're gonna it hate doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think in the, the books, it actually cur- like goes upward, so you can hit it with your hand. Oh. So uh, we'll, we'll see how they implement it, but that was like the one thing that I was like, huh? That was like trying to be Darth Maul, to have that moment where, oh my god, a new style yes. lightsaber. Maybe they'll alter it. Maybe they'll fix that. They should have light daggers, like lightsaber, smaller versions. Like butter, butter knives, lightsabers. <laughs> well, I was thinking more like, or a scythe, or uh, different ways to use that. They actually do. Do in, they? In, I mean, in the universe. Yeah, that's cool. Alright, yeah, um, we'll look forward to that. J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams, bringing the pain. I'm more looking forward to episode 8 with Ryan Johnson directing it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I wish Christopher Nolan would do something with it. Yeah. With the, he would be awesome. Oh, man. He made his he, with Interstellar. Yeah, but this man, think about what he could do. He's like J.J. Abrams, but on crack. Like he's J.J. Abrams. I'm not... I like a lot of J.J. Why can't I say his name? J.J. Abrams movies, but... I haven't, like, loved Love. any of them. Yeah. But Clover, I, Cloverfield came close. But, I think, but he didn't do that. What the fuck am I talking about? But Christopher Nolan, I think, is, like, the really good version of J.J. Okay. I love Christopher Nolan. He's more practical effect-driven than, uh... Yeah. 
than J.J., I think, but... Well, absolutely. J.J. Abrams is like George Lucas compared to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's not bring the devil's name up. Zoolander 2 is on the way. Did you ever see the first one? Yeah. I um, love it. You love it? It is really good. I do like it. Um... I think this is with the success of Dumb and Dumber 2. Like, they decided, all right. The su success? It had a good opening weekend. It did? Mm-hmm. Uh, for Zoolander 2, I don't think it needs it. I don't think it should be done. Drop it. I like Anchorman he's, 2. He's a lot so. older, isn't he? He's, yeah. Like, I don't think it's going to fit. I think it'll work. I hope. I like the first one a lot. Penelope Cruz is in this one. Is she? Yes. Well, I mean, now you're in, right? Hey, it's like, I don't know why. I feel like there's so many fads that Hollywood goes through, and this is now, I guess another one is just do a sequel. Bring little... back from 90s comedies. Yeah. <laughs> Hansel, so hot right now. Yeah, I don't know. I wish they would stop, realize that what they're doing is not always that good. It's not even that profitable, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because Dumb and Dumber 2, I'm pretty sure... It didn't have a great, like, hold. No, no, probably not. Yeah. But we will see. We've talked about Steve McQueen already with the director of Shame and 12 Years a Slave. His next film will be a heist movie. Hmm. And that excites me. This, I love this director. All three of his movies. Hunger, his first one, I didn't love, but it was pretty darn good and a lot of interesting aspects to it. Shame, I loved, and 12 Years a Slave. I love so I'm definitely looking forward to this um, in a heist movie that sounds like a nice difference from like a 12 years of slave type movie. yeah I mean, I, I mean he's definitely a great director but I'm, I'm not too excited it doesn't right he's just one of, it's just like one of those directors where you could tell me he's making a movie about how cotton candy was made and I'd be excited I don't know what I'm talking about but anything he makes I'm gonna I'll be rearing and ready to watch. I'm tired. I'm talking jibber-jabber. But the last piece of news, Stephen King's The Stand will now be four movies. Four, man. And Matthew McConaughey is looking to star. You know what? Uh, Stephen is a <laughs> great author. Have you ever read any of his books? Uh, I've read one of them. And what, which one was it? Um, it, The Stand. Uh, uh, I do want to read. He has, I think, called The Dark Tower. It was a big series mm -hmm. he wrote early on. I do. Have you read them? No. Have I've read never any? read a Stephen King book. You haven't? No. They're the very shiny. big. Somehow he produces them pretty quick, too. Um, I did download uh, 1962 on Kindle. Did, did you? But never read it. I want to read it, but I, it's big. Uh, yeah. His, his <laughs> are really big. Um <laughs> And some of the films after his after his books are really good. So Carrie, um, never seen Shining, Carrie, but I mean he's he's got some good films based or some films based off his his book. So yeah, I don't know. I'll watch it. I seen the stand uh, made for TV movie, mm -hmm. and that's actually not that bad for for what it is. I haven't. I don't even know anything about the stand. It's like um, it's really. It starts as one thing where this virus breaks free at this facility and then spreads around the world and like kills like a ton of people, the epidemic, and then 
there's these certain people that survive and meet up, and then it becomes something different after that. Mm. So we'll see. In theaters, Horrible Bosses Two came out. Looking already, forward to it. Yeah. I forgot. I didn't, I didn't think that was coming out so soon. Really? Did you like the first one? I did. I thought it was really funny. Me too. But for some reason, I'm not looking forward to the sequel. Mm. So Zoolander Two. This could be a bad sign. Made sixteen million dollars in the mm. opening weekend. Obviously, a lot of people weren't that looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, and Penguins of Madagascar didn't make came much. Out. It made twenty six million. Twenty six. Got wow. uh, second place behind the Hunger Games, which made fifty eight million in its second weekend. Man, that's crazy. It made twenty six. That's people shocking. love the uh, animated. Yeah, but that's like now it's it's the trickling. I really don't like those Madagascar movies. I hate that art style. Yeah, I I thought the first one was good. Then it just went slowly downhill. Or pretty drastically downhill. Yeah. Depending on how you look at it. (laughs) And The Imitation Game, which is in the Oscar discussion. It's the biopic about Alan... Alan something who invented something uh, played by Benedict Cumberbatch it made $500,000 in four theaters that's, that's pretty crazy yeah that's a that's lot. pretty pretty big average there it was, it was like 120 some thousand per theater so 25 yeah <laughs> exactly that would be it exactly yeah I don't know I'm looking forward to it I heard some great things about it and then some not so great things about it, but we'll see what happens. Next week on the podcast, we'll be reviewing Tammy. Oh, yeah. Another one of your most uh, anticipated movies. Who's was your number one, right? <laughs> no. I hate Melissa McCarthy. Mm. And for that reason, we're not doing a top five Melissa McCarthy. We'll be doing our top five road trip movies. Woo, woo, woo. Get the bus ready. We're going on a road trip. Also coming out, The 100-Foot Journey, hmm. which something to do with Oprah. I don't know if it was she produced it or she's in it. 100-Foot Journey is not that far. That's true, now that you put it that way. Hmm. And Jingle All the Way too. I'm watching that. I can't believe we're not reviewing it. You love the first one. Is Arnold Schwarzenegger even in it? No, Larry the Cable Guy is taking his place. You might... No, wait. It's not you might be a redneck. What's his thing? This is uh, Get Her Done. I don't even know how to work that in. Ho, ho, ho. Get her done. Your Christmas shopping. I don't know what that is. (laughs) You can email us at theredboxreport at alhere.com. Find us on Twitter at theredboxreport.com. I'm on Twitter at the Oreo Report. You can like us on Facebook. Find us on Stitcher Radio. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And on Letterboxd, I'm at the Oreo Report. I'm at Casey Brady. And as always, have a great day. <laughs>